0: Hey guys, it's Carly. And this is Jade. Welcome to Mommy's Tell All. Today we're going to talk with an incredible mother, Taylin Lawan, wife of Taylor Lawan of the Tennessee Titans. Jade, how are you
1: holding up out there? Uh, I mean, I'm going crazy. I feel like. Me too. To the point, it's just Groundhog Day. Here It really is. I know places are opening back up and everything and Orange County. And I know like parts of California, they have like their orders that are starting to like have like phases or stages where they're Mm -hmm. starting to slowly open things back up. But as far as everything here, we're still at home. And, um, I think, I think I'm just like mentally it's to the point where I'm just like, I don't even know. It's just almost my mental space is almost just hilarious because it's just, it's not there.
0: <laughs> yeah. I have no brain power anymore. Yeah. I've also find myself getting, I'm like super irritable. I'm also on my period. So that doesn't help things. But Ugh. like I find myself like getting mad at Evan for like nothing. And then later I'm like, that was so dumb. And You're so like, not stop, like me. Stop breathing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The dumbest thing set me off now. And I, I, it's just like cabin fever, which is, I mean, I feel like that's totally understandable.
1: We're not meant to be caged. And, and I know that's being dramatic, but like in a sense, it kind of is that way. We're meant to be social animals.
0: There's just so many sides of everything. There's all these like videos going around of all these people are like, this video is real. This video is not real. And then there's always fights going on. Like, I feel like every time I get on Facebook, there's some type of fight <laughs> between all of my Facebook. friends. That's what I've told myself. I'm like,
1: I need to stay off Facebook to Facebook
0: like, has become a
1: scary place. Like apparently YouTube is the truth and I'm not, I'm not trying to knock anybody, but yeah, the, the world is
0: weird. That's all I have to say. It's
1: weird. It's weird right now. You want to know something that I had to do? I had yes. to, I had to pull a bead out of my child's nose today. Oh my God. What kind of bead? So she has these, they're like craft necklace necklaces that they're from frozen and they have, they're just like necklace beads, I guess. And they come apart pretty easily because you have to take it apart to put it on. It doesn't,
0: you can't just like, I think we have, someone gave a uh, Bella some necklaces like that for her birthday. And yeah. And, and
1: then I've been like, really like I bought them, but I've been really cautious with them too, because they're the perfect size for Brooks to choke on. So okay. I've, I've been thinking about, Oh, I probably should just like, she made the, she did the craft. I should probably somehow like secretly get rid of them. But we do quiet time. Like we were talking about, we do quiet time. Right. And she was in there and she had stuck one up her nose and she had gone oh, to my gosh. Her- but she was really good about it because she, which I did as a kid, too. I did this as a kid. I had stuck a bead up my nose and my mom actually oh my had to take gosh, me to, just she living had to, take me your to the ER. Again. Yeah, because I stuck it way up there. But she was really good about it. She came to her door where there's a gate and she was yelling at the gate. And she was saying, bead, bead. And I didn't understand. And then I saw this white thing up her nose.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And it was almost too big. I'm like, how did she even get that up there (gasps) and her her nostril? And so I was like, oh crap. I had to take, my mom had to take me to the doctor when I was a kid. Am I going to be able to get this out? But I got the tweezers and, um, tried to get it out with her sitting up and that did not go well. So I had to lay her on the bed and kind of hold her arms down with Ugh. my knees, which I felt really bad, but she was really good with her head and held still. And I was able to maneuver the tweezers in there and pull it out, but it was oh, scary. Oh my
0: gosh. That's like full on panic mode for me right now. Yeah.
1: But she was so good. Cause she like actually told me, you know, like she was trying yeah. to tell me that it was up there at least like, cause <gasps> who knows how, I mean, it, it seemed like it was too big to travel too far up. But...
0: Oh my gosh. That's so scary. What if it went further? Oh my gosh. I know. Uh, so, you know, at least our kids are at the age where they can, yeah, like start telling us things. Thank God. Thank except, God. Except our babies, I, mean, I guess. One one of one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bella, I think I told you maybe Bella was going through this thing where she didn't want to sleep in her bed anymore and she would only sleep with me. I finally bought her. I bought her troll sheets and Minnie Mouse sheets and blankets she hasn't slept in my bed once that's so awesome yeah so like because my it was my mom's idea she's like why don't you try to make her like her bed again i'm like okay and so yeah so she has not woken up so now evan and i are just kind of flip-flopping charlie nights and we're trying the thing where you like don't feed them all night you just put the passy back in and rub their back it's not going well but we're trying (laughs) (laughs) But at least each one of us kind of like gets a night of sleep now because Bella is actually sleeping, which is great. That's
1: so nice. How old is how old's Charlie now?
0: In less than a week, he'll be six months. Isn't that insane? That's crazy. I know. That's so crazy. He like, he's trying to crawl so hard. Today, he Aww. went up like for the first time on, I mean, he always goes up like with this front and then he tries to like pick his butt up, but he went all the way up to like on all fours. And I was like, oh my God happening it didn't happen (laughs) but i was impressed (laughs) it's so.
1: I I feel like because of quarantine i feel like life just like even though it feels like it's been forever it also feels like it just like zipped by like i can't believe he is six months
0: it's so weird but i also feel like because i didn't really go out after he was born i didn't really go out at all anyway and then quarantine happened. So then I didn't go out. So I feel, I really do feel like I've just been, I've been pretty trapped for like six months.
1: Do you feel like you've never been busier in your whole life, but yet nothing is getting done? Cause that's how I feel. (laughs) Yes. Like, I feel like I can't even share on Instagram stories right now because my life is such a chaotic mess. But then I'm like, what did I do today? Like, I don't even know.
0: I feel like it's, it's the, you run from one kid to the other kid. One kid goes down for a nap and then maybe the other kid goes down for a nap. But then one kid wakes up and then you go to that kid and then you have to feed the other kid while the other kid is napping. And then when that kid is done eating, maybe if they eat, then you have to go pick the other kid up from the net. Like it doesn't stop. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. This morning I was laughing at myself while I was trying to make breakfast. Well, I was just making waffles, like frozen waffles. But by the time I fed Emmy, who wanted three of them, like not three right away, three sporadically through the process. (laughs) um, And I fed and I fed Brooks a bottle and then I gave him a waffle. And then by the time I made mine, like in between everything, I was like, if people could see like how like chaotic it is just to try to feed your children frozen waffles and try to feed yourself like it's hysterical oh, yeah. oh it's, it's just
0: it's a joke it really it took is like a joke
1: 45 minutes just to freaking make
0: frozen waffles that's so sad
1: <laughs> it's just funny and then, i'm like, like
0: maybe your kid will eat them maybe you
1: yeah, well, emmy eats them like she'll eat like three or four i'm like are you like i can't even eat two emmy are you like that's amazing like, Go paul wait. doesn't really
0: eat anything she still just wants to drink milk. Well, yeah. like pea milk. She doesn't even the, drink regular Yeah, the pea. Milk. Yeah. I don't know. The world. Our children. Emmy won't,
1: Emmy won't eat macaroni and cheese anymore. Like, what is that? Oh, my gosh. And they're Bella.
0: Really? It just sits on her plate. She's like so over it. So is Emmy. And I'm like, what, what happened to you? What happened to macaroni? She does like chicken nuggets. Well, sometimes. <laughs> when my mom makes the chicken nuggets, she'll eat the chicken nuggets. Oh gosh. I don't know. I can't I can't figure out it like anything anymore. Everything is, it, can- is exactly the same, but then everything changes. No, it's Twilight
1: Zone. Um <laughs> I don't even like hearing the word 2020 when people say, Oh, something 2020. I'm like <laughs> like X. Remember like, it was supposed to be a year like, of like
0: such clarity. Like you're seeing do- like, oh, what yeah, like, like I don't know. T- 2020 vision. Twenty twenty vision. I'm just, it's like my vision got so bad. (laughs) Everything's foggy. It got like (laughs) cloudy, and I have like thick old people glasses from like the 80s. And that's how I'm walking around in 2020.
1: I just hope everyone else out there is, I mean, if you're in the same boat with us, like, welcome to the club. But I hope your guys' lives are a little more put together
0: than ours. Yes. (laughs) I hope so.
1: Well, you guys changing subjects. We're super excited about our guest today. She's a really cool mom doing so much. She's a she lives in Nashville where Carly lives. So I'm sure you guys you guys are Titans fans, right?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, my family is a football family. I don't know that I know much about football, but Evan would be freaking out knowing that we are talking to Taylin Luan, who her husband is an offensive tackle for the Tennessee Titans. I'm not really sure what that means, but I know that it's. He tackles people. He tackles people and he (laughs) has the ball. (laughs) <laughs> so that's good. Um, Brian, I don't know. Does either. have the ball? I don't know. I don't know. We can <laughs> ask not her only does she have a, a beautiful two year old daughter, um, when, but she and Haley Hubbard, who's actually married to Tyler Hubbard of the uh, country band, Florida, Georgia line started a really great charity called feeding Nashville,
1: which is awesome. And Taylin is expecting her second child in July. And I know there are so many moms out there right now who are pregnant during this pandemic. And I can't even imagine what you guys are going through, but we're definitely going to get her perspective
0: on it. Yes. Um, Okay. Well, let's take a quick break and we'll get Taylin on the line. Hi, Hi. Taylin. How are you doing? Good. How's it going,
2: guys? It's going good. I mean, w- like what is life right now, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on right now. But also I was, had morning sickness for three months and I didn't see the outside <gasps> oh. world. So I feel like I was prepared to just be in my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: I totally, I get that. I, I had a baby in November so that I was just telling Jade that like that first three months I was staying inside anyway. Yeah. And
2: so now it's been like six months of that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, oh exactly. Gosh, so once the newborn's here, I feel like I'm just going to continue staying
0: in my house. That's true. So <laughs> but you'll have like a beautiful new
2: little face to look at and new things to do. <laughs> I know. I have, I have not even processed it and it's two months away. Second pregnancies are so different than the first. Like it's like oh having gosh. a toddler. Like I forget I'm pregnant 99% of the time.
0: Because oh, you totally. just have to keep going.
2: Yeah, it's just nonstop. Like it's not you're just chasing after a two year old, and all of a sudden, like you feel like a wiggle and a kick, and you're like, oh, <laughs> you're still there. What are you doing in there? <laughs> how old is your How old's your first child? She's gonna be three in July. So this baby's three. due July sixteenth, and my first daughter, Wynn, was born July fifth. Oh my gosh,
1: so cute. Are she, is she excited? I don't think she she, really she gets like understands yeah I was gonna say does she understand
2: yeah (laughs) no like it's like I'll ask I'll be like hey where's Wynn's sister and she'll lift up my shirt and point at my belly and then she'll lift up her shirt and point at her belly and be like mama's sister I'm like okay oh my gosh it's so cute (laughs) (laughs) I'm like oh you're gonna be a little surprised when this thing comes but I'm trying my best to make her like a part of everything so we're doing the nursery right now and I'm trying to explain to her like you know because there's now a second crib and that's kind of confusing for her and you know we have something that's a rainbow and I'm like that's your sister's rainbow not yours so we're trying to go through that whole process but like have her be hands-on with the whole with everything because I mean she's just been she's been the center of all of our attention for I mean she's the first grandbaby first kid
0: she's Mm. a little girl
2: so she's been the center of everyone's world and all of a sudden she's gonna have to share which I think she'll be eager for because she always wants new friends so I Think she'll be okay with it, but nothing. If I learned anything about motherhood, is never think you know what's going on (laughs) because it's it's never that way.
0: I mean, we both each have two, and it's yeah, it's just every day is like well, every day in quarantine is like exactly the same, but then it's all new things too. Like, Oh, my kid doesn't like this food anymore. Well, what else do we have? Oh, my kid hates napping. Okay. Oh, Let's gosh. not sleep ever again. It's <laughs> <He's laughs> like, I stocked up on 16 boxes of macaroni
1: and cheese and now she won't eat macaroni and cheese. <laughs>
2: That's so funny. How'd you guys as kids like, uh, um, handle the new baby coming in?
1: Um, my daughter, so my kids are exactly two years apart. Um, and she, she kind of understood, but kind of really didn't. And she, she liked him enough when he was really little, but this really didn't give him any attention. Um, she was like, oh, there's this thing in the house and (laughs) mommy's holding him, but I want to be held by mommy, you know, but now she's, she's going to be three in August and he's nine months and they can really play together. And they like, they like, she'll make him laugh. And he just like stares at her and adores her. And they like, they can dance to, he likes to like bounce and dance. And so they dance and we have like dance parties and they're really starting to just have this relationship and she even like, will say things now, like she'll look at me and she'll be like, mommy, I like him or mommy, I love him. And, <laughs> oh. and so it's really cute that they're now like having that bond and it's like the best thing ever. But at first she like really didn't, she was just like, oh, there's this thing in the house, you know, there's this baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. I and mean, that's yeah. kind of how my daughter was for my son too. She was kind of like, yeah, what, what is like, I just want, I want the attention. Right. That's a, that's a. A hard thing to deal with is wanting oh, yeah. to give attention to both, and you know you have like a newborn sitting in your lap, and then your toddler's also sitting in your lap, and you're like, okay, don't you know you can kiss him, but don't kiss him so hard, right? <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> like no, you can't take his passy, that's his passy, right? You and, know, you know, we newborns still deal do- with the mind, mind, mind thing a lot, but um but you can tell you know and then she comes over like she'll walk out of the room and go miss you baby you know I'm <laughs> like You're just walking out of the room i don't know it's really cute and it's hard, that, because- i guess mean, oh sorry it's just okay. amazing to see like a- such a little kid love something like in yeah. in an instant and be sweet
2: you know <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that it's, it, I can't imagine how hard it is because newborns are so demanding of you in a certain way. And then toddlers are so demanding of you in another way. I just feel like it's like a tug of war. I watched kind of my friends go through it. And, and I think, I think the best way that people have been handling it is kind of making sure that your toddler does everything with you both. Like pass me that Mm -hmm. bottle, pass me this passy, pass me, you know what I mean? Like pass me this, like be a part of, be, be a part of it with me. So it's not so much, I want mommy without the baby all the time because that's so hard to make happen. Right. It is nice when you can be able to say like, Hey, can you go
0: get me that burp rag or can you get me that blanket or can you get me that toy? And your kid can actually understand and do it and feel helpful. Like my daughter always says, mommy, I want help. I want to help. And
2: I'm like, Oh, Great. Just I know. do it all. I am <laughs> loving that age for this. Like I'll be sitting there, I'm like, "Hey, can you pass me the remote?" <laughs> She'll go get it for me. And I'm just nice. like, this is like, the yes.
0: best. i like, go be go like, uh,
2: no, you can get it yourself?" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I was talking because uh, we've been talking about schooling. Because I, I haven't put my daughter in school yet. She's almost three, and I feel like most, almost everyone I know put their kids in school already. I'm just a mm. stay at home mom, and I just I wanted her longer. I think was really what it was. I didn't start school till I was like five, but I know things are different now. And, uh, uh, I, at Montessori school, I did a tour of it and these little kids, 18 months to two years were like washing their own dishes. And I was like, what? I was like, you can do that. I'm like, why didn't no That's one tell me easy. that <laughs> they can do this. I'm like, I'm <laughs> like we're going, We are going home and you're learning how to wash a dish right now. Like, I had no idea. <laughs> it's so funny.
1: I- yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with like keeping your kids home too. Especially like my daughter, she'll be three in August and we're not starting like school, um, for her until then. And I'm only going to put her in like a couple days a week part time. I think it's great. Like, yeah, they learn things like that from school and they learn like the socialization and playing, but everything like, I, I feel like kids learn so much at home too. So I really feel like, I, I, I don't know. Like people, people do, they put their like 18 month old kid in
2: school uh-huh. and I'm like, Okay. But I mean I totally some some parents I think have to. I think it's more like when they're not around it's easier to put them in school. But then you know there's always this mom pressure of like, Oh, if they're doing it, should I do it? Like am I setting my kid back? And you know, you kinda reflect on that, but I mean I am with you. Like your kids pick on so pick up on so much from just being around people and things and experiences. So I just, I mean, like I said, like being home 24 seven, if I'm not with my kid, I'm just sitting at home. Like what? Okay. Well, I guess what should I do? You know, like, it's like, I'm (laughs) like, I I feel like I want to utilize this time because it goes by so fast and you know, she's not going to need me or want to be around me for that long of time in life. So I think that, you know, you snap your fingers and that's gone. And Nobody's ever been on their deathbed saying I spent too much time with my kids. So I'm trying to utilize all these little moments with her. And, you know, the day's toddler, (laughs) toddler's hard, but it's, it's fun. Okay. So we want
0: to talk to you about feeding Nashville, but, um, first we have to take a quick break. I don't know if you know this. I actually live in nashville we're huge we're actually huge titans fans oh are you um yes uh i didn't know my husband my husband used to go to like gosh he used to have tickets to like i mean this was actually before we got married but he used to have tickets to like every titans game uh nashville is hit by these crazy tornadoes which we actually talked about a few weeks ago on this podcast and then um you know and then obviously COVID 19 hit and Nashville's just been hit really hard in a small amount yes. of time.
2: Yes. Um, and
0: you and Haley Hubbard started um feeding Nashville, mm-hmm. which is you guys this is amazing. I actually just saw you on TV the other day, by the way, talking about feeding Nashville.
2: I'm so glad you did, because when we aired it, it was actually aired the morning that there was a blackout for 130,000 people. So we we're like, oh my Stop. gosh, I hope they aired again. And I mean, it's still a lot of people are still without power. So I'm so glad you saw it and it gives me faith yes. that a lot of it reached enough people.
0: Um, can you tell, can you tell our listeners a little about um, like how you even started this? I mean, I know you're a giver. Um, uh, but how did you even
2: start this? How do you know, Haley, like, can you give us a little background on that? So Nashville itself is, I mean, it's best described as being like a small town, big town. So it's, it's a pretty small community. So, uh, two years ago, I think this is actually our third year. Uh, I partnered up with two of my other friends for Home Street Home, and it is supporting the homeless in Nashville. And we threw this event together and we, you know, all of us put our feelers out there to friends and friends of friends to see who want to be a part of it. And we got this big group of women together, whether it was entrepreneurs or wives of artists or athletes, and it was just all these people willing to give. And since then, we've had this like group chat with all of us. And it's like, if something goes on in the community or if someone's working on a passion project, like we kind of throw it in the group chat and it's like, who wants to be a part of it? Who can, who has connections with this and so on and so forth. So after the tornado hit, there was devastation right away. And a. I, Girlfriend of mine, April Tomlin, actually started putting at placing families in homes for up to a year and raised money for that. Whoa. So yeah, she's amazing. So we all jumped on board with that. And then um COVID hit and we were just like, you know, everyone's I think globally is stunned by what's going on right now and we just didn't know how this was going to play out. And I was thinking, you know, people and kids are going to be hungry and it's not just, you know, it's not just the homeless community. It's people who had jobs and it's people who, you know, had security that they couldn't foresee this happening with. So I was trying to think like how, and I knew the economy was going to take a hit and I was like, how can I help people help themselves? Like my husband and I always talk about, we always want to give hand ups, not hand outs. Um, and so Hmm. we, uh, I put it in the group chat. I was like, Hey, what do you guys think about raising money to pay chefs or restaurants to then in turn, give free meals away to people in need. And I wanted to be really discreet. You know, I didn't want people to have to like all line up not just for social distancing reasons, but because, you know, a lot of people's pride and ego, you know, I don't, I don't, I didn't want those to get hurt. I wanted this to be really Mm -hmm. honest and pure and, and um, so on. So I put it out there and, Of course, all the girls were they have huge hearts. They're always willing to get on board. And Haley actually jumped on it the hardest. And she was like, I was just thinking this morning about the same thing. And we got in a separate group chat. And I mean, this woman, this woman took this and ran as fast as she could and really took this off the ground. And I I felt like I just had to keep up with her for the first little bit. (laughs) And she's just like she all sudden she got in connection with someone from San Francisco who was doing this in their own restaurant. And we kind of took that template and manipulated it to work for us, for what we were looking for. Uh, We pulled a chef from True Foods. Do you know True Foods? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. So we pulled a chef from True Foods. Oh my gosh, it's so good. The executive chef from True Foods. And he rallied some chefs. And then uh, we pulled a chef, Ryan, from Eat Placemat. And it's a local around town. He's amazing. He's, I could talk about him forever too. He's actually, he's a diabetic and he went to school nursing to try to help people. Didn't like how the medical world was trying to treat people and thought, you know, we need to put food first for a lot of these illnesses that are being treated and quit nursing and went and became a chef. And so all his food is very health oriented. So he he came out. It's so cool. And he came out and he rallied, I think he's got like 60 chefs. And so he, from other restaurants around town, like he's just, he's gathered so many people and they found a kitchen that's not being used right now and made a menu, everything, you know, we're trying to find comfort food, but also put health forward because, you know, Mm -hmm. not just, not just for the obvious reasons, but also for immune systems right now, obviously that's something that's very important. We need to keep up and we put our feelers out there and we needed, I think it was 300 thousand dollars for to keep this thing going for two months. And I think we're at two fifty or something like that already. So wow, it's insane. And we've partnered up with like, it's not like right now we're still trying to find people to sign up and not be afraid to sign up. Cause I think when they hear something like this, they think I need to be in need or needy or hungry. Like, you know what I mean? Like they, Mm -hmm. they put a label, like, I don't, I don't need it. You know what I mean? And it's, we're trying to say like, it just, just do it. If you're stressed out at all to find food, like that's why we're here. Like we want, you know, we want to be there for people who, who are afraid to reach for a hand, you know, because I think that's a lot of people. And, uh, so we're trying to get that word out. But in the meantime, we've partnered up with Vanderbilt hospital and St. Thomas Ascension hospital, and we give 80 meals alternately throughout the week. And then for doctors and nurses, And then we've partnered up with a couple churches, uh, Bethlehem and Oasis. And we just found a hundred kids in a building that just ran up when we were giving up food and they're like, We're hungry. So we just we just took on a hundred kids for every Friday. So it's becoming what it's supposed to be. You know, like it's so many people are always like, Well, how did you do this? And I'm like, I, and I always try to say to people who ever like have an idea of how to help or give back or even to be successful is like, you just got to take the first step. And mm-hmm. the, then the second te- step usually shows up and then the third and then the fourth. And then all of a sudden you got a crew, a village of people that are making this happen around you. And I think that's kind of what happened with feeding Nashville's, you know, it's not me, it's not Haley, but it, it wouldn't be anything without either of us. And it wouldn't be anything without the chefs. It wouldn't be anything without the people who are partnering with us. Like every donation that comes through, like, it's just been, it's been incredible. It's, it's way bigger than I thought this was ever going to be. And I'm so thankful because it's really making a difference. That's amazing. You know, I
0: feel like your job as a mom is yes to like help your children, you know, grow and learn, learn about life and teach them morals and all these things, but Your job also as a mom is to like help other moms, you know, that's why we have Mm -hmm. this podcast and you're helping families out there, you know, every single, you know, every single day survive that that's, that's amazing.
2: You know, it's funny because our motto is fat families feeding families. And I think mm. the one thing that is like, you know, I, I've, I've done a couple of just talking about feeding national, it's been so easy. Cause I'm not, I don't really put myself out there in social medias or any platforms like this. So this is very new to me. Um, but it's so easy to do when I get to talk about stuff like this, you know what I mean? Like being a mom, first of all, was so easy to talk about because I love being a mom. And then also, right. uh, you know, talking about feeding national and giving back. But, you know, it it all boils down to I just want to keep supporting and creating this sense of community. And I feel like we've lost that in so many ways. And, you know, Mm -hmm. like I think once upon a time, like we used to know our neighbors and know our principals and know our police officers. And you know what I mean? Like we used to know each other and support each other. And I feel like that's lost. So I feel like that's what keeps me motivated is I think we're an entire ecosystem and my husband and I wouldn't have the life we do without every single person in Nashville and, you know, beyond that show us support. So I want to make sure that like, I don't just forget about that. You know, I don't, I feel like I'm in forever debt to my life because I just feel so lucky to be where I'm at, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. No, well,
1: thank you so much. Like, I feel like thank you for everything you're doing. It's amazing. And like you said, Carly, you know, we're here to like, teach our children how to be good people. But the you're setting such a huge example for your kids, like doing what you're doing right now is like the biggest lesson they can learn, um, yeah, just being kind and reaching out a hand to others, especially in times of need like this. hundred percent. If people
0: need a meal or if people, um, would like to donate,
2: where can they go and, um, and do that? So, to get a meal, all you have to do is go to www.feedingnashville.com and there's a sign up sheet. You just gotta sign up 24 hours in advance, and there's, okay. a, I think, half an hour incremented pickup times, and you just go pick it up. And it's as simple as oh like that. That's you donate amazing. Donate same website. And there's just a donate donation button. You click and you follow that. That's awesome. Um, before we let you go, I do want to talk to you too, about if you don't mind
1: sharing about your pregnancy during COVID, um, yeah. ha- like any concerns or how like things have been going for you. Are you guys still planning to, uh, give birth in
2: a hospital setting? Yes. So, um, it's, I mean, it's been tough to navigate, but I think, with pregnancy, I'm so overly protective of my attitude because I yeah. get, I always wanna be in the most like relaxed state I can be for the baby. And I think that's where I lean my motivation on. And I think something that I've understood and what COVID's taught me is I've gotta control what I can control. And mm-hmm. um I've been trying to kind of lean on that. So I I've, I've been making myself busy with, you know, things around the house and the nursery and feeding Nashville and all of that. But I had a, I've had a couple friends who've had babies uh, before me during this and they've done it in the hospital and I will do it in the hospital for sure. I trust my team of people. And also I just, if anything went wrong and I had to have a paramedic come to my house, I would rather see the nurses who have been safe on the baby floor than a paramedic or someone in an ambulance. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's a mm-hmm. little bit more of a frontline experience there and I don't know. If I'm being honest, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> like, yeah. What is no, okay. happening? <laughs> but I but as as of right now, my plan is I'm going to continue on. I mean, I have till July, so that gives me a month and a half. Hopefully, there's even more answers by then. But um I'm definitely going to give birth in the hospital and I've just been really smart and I've not been taking many risks with this whole disease because there is just too much of the unknown. And I've just been kind of playing the waiting game. The waiting game is the smart game. I feel like that's all you
1: can do. It's like you said, there's just so much
0: unknowns
1: and there's nothing. I feel like we all feel like our lives are a little out of our control. And so we just kind of have to control what we can and embrace this. So true. Yeah. I mean, it's gotta be, I feel for everyone who's out there pregnant during this time, but it seems like women out there are still rocking it. And I know that there's been like a lot of um positives that have come out of this as well like we have a facebook group of moms and i've seen mothers who have been giving birth and they said like it was just me and my husband at the you know during the delivery and the labor and it was actually really beautiful we got to have just moments with our with our baby by ourselves you know and we're just really soaking up this time and it was actually very intimate and special so i feel like there are like really great positives that come out of this as well from like what
2: you can actually you know if you try to take anything away from the situation it's so true, and you got you gotta yeah. search for those moments in those crazy times because it's it's crazy, especially in Nashville, like I like when our power went out the other day, I was just like, man, now there's people who have just you know spent their money getting groceries and they they might not have I power know. for two weeks. you know what I mean? Ugh, like right. that just breaks me. so i I'm just like we are being tested beyond and um, it's all about finding those silver linings. well, yeah, yeah.
0: definitely a silver lining type of person. You're like the most positive person I've
2: talked to in so <laughs> long. It's very refreshing. I, you got to you got to keep, you know sometimes it's a choice and I always try to make that choice to find the good in everything because some of the worst things that have ever happened to me in my life have ended up in the best situations in the end and some of the best things that I thought ended up being not so great. So you are I, so right about that. I've just learned that you don't you don't know and you just got to ride it out and you know find the good in things and learn the lessons that come their way. And and you never know what's around the corner. So I'm, I'm just waiting.
1: <laughs> yeah, I really think there's something so powerful about keeping your hope wherever you can find it and finding and keeping your joy wherever you can find that, too, even in the hard
2: times. I feel like that's nope. so
1: that's such a like a powerful thing.
2: It's so true. And that's such a good yeah. message to keep spreading because sometimes you just need to hear it.
0: Mm hmm. Well, thank you so, so much for, um, coming on our podcast and, and talking to us today. No worries. Again, we like, we'll be cheering on the Titans all, all season when sports come back. <laughs> so, like, does that's so
2: do you, do you guys know who, uh, uh, does your husband know who my husband is? Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: okay like that's i mean so my husband is a true he's a sh- super sports fan
2: it's so funny when i ever i hear people are fans of the titans and i'm just like man i can't imagine who everyone thinks my husband is because he's a complete psychopath on the field <laughs> 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 and I, you know, every time i hear it i'm just like uh you probably just crazy, think i'm man. the complete psychopath which is kind of close <laughs> he's he's, he's so much fun but i'm so glad thank you for the support of the titans we love you guys oh yeah it's never a dull moment in this household but thank you for having me this has been so great and giving me an outlet to talk about this and everything that's important here so thank you so much Thank you. Thank you for being such a light during this time. And we wish you the best with your
1: pregnancy and your delivery and um, congratulations to you and to win becoming a big sister.
2: (laughs) Yeah, thank you. And give give your little babies a hug and have so much fun with this time that, you know, we're stuck with them, but it's moments we wouldn't have had. It was so funny the other day when
0: I looked on TV and like, there she was, I was like, oh my gosh, we're interviewing her. There she is. Because <laughs> we don't there see, you know, actually we were supposed to, I was supposed to be in the studio with her, but obviously I'm not. Things all change, yeah. Yeah. So now we, I didn't get to see her, which I really would have liked to be in the studio. That's sad, but that's okay.
1: I think you, you should reach out to her and get involved. That sounds amazing what they're
0: doing. I would I know, love I'm to I'm definitely be able to- going to, um, I'm definitely going to donate. Um, but Yeah. I don't, it's so weird too, because, you know, you're like, how can I even be a part of something that I can't be like, it's, it's, I don't know. Physically there maybe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm, I mean, I'm sure there are many ways.
1: Well, I mean, donating is definitely one. She said their goal is 300,000 and they're at 250,000. So
0: that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, And this has been happening for like, what did she say? Two, three months that it's even existed. Yeah. That's wild. That's so okay. fast to raise money.
1: What I do love about Nashville that I feel like I don't quite have here yet in Orange County is the community. I feel like yeah. all I feel like there's such a like I don't know, I just feel like I follow a lot of women that are in Nashville and I feel like there's such a huge support group there and I feel Which like there's what,
0: not that sense of belonging at least I haven't found it here yet. You know, I see that on like as well like i see this um like we follow a lot of bloggers and influencers from nashville and i um when i was looking at some of the photos from the event i was like oh i follow her and her and her and her and i'm like wait why am i not in this group like i want to be your friend you should you should just reach
1: out to sean like she would totally like take you in and introduce you to all those ladies once this is all over once 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 life is is back to back to normal, whatever that may be after all this, but I know,
0: gosh, when will that happen? Well, anyway, that was amazing. I, I love to talk to people that, I mean, one, she's making a huge difference, but two, I mean, she just, they just had this idea and then it turned into this huge thing and they just did it. Like,
1: yeah. And I, I feel like it's inspiring to hear good, positive news yeah, during we need this good time, news. shoot, yeah, and just what they're doing, and that it that they're just trying to like help anybody. Like, if you need a right. meal tonight, we have your back.
0: Right, you know? and I. It is so funny too. She was saying, you know, like some people are like, "Oh, I'm not that in need" or whatever. It, it is, you know, it's weird because I feel like as a human, you always, you know, there's the act of comparison, but I do feel like. Sometimes you're like, well, I, you know, I'm hungry, but I'm not as hungry as that person down the street is hungry. So they need it, you know? And so you like put yourself in a position of like, I don't, I don't really need it that much, but like you do. And what she's saying is like, it's all inclusive. Like, come, we will help you. You don't, you know, you don't have to be the hungriest person on the block. You can just be hungry and we will feed you, you know? And there's no shame in anything. We're all, in the, in a very strange reality right now. So anyway, she's a hero. Well, make sure you
1: guys check out feeding Nashville. And if you feel in your heart that you, um, want to contribute, go to their website and thank
0: you so much for listening. We hope you learned as much as we did today. And, uh, please tell a friend about mommy's tell all, make sure you go to Apple podcasts, give us a five-star rating and review. It really helps other moms find the show.
1: Thank you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks again. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.